Just promise me you'll go without me. All right, all right, I promise I'll go without you. You'd go without me? You just asked me to go without you. Without me? Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Movies with Cash and Hightower. Hey buddy, it's Cash. And this is Hightower. Cash, how you doing? I'm doing good, but Hughes and Casigliano don't pay me no more, and I'm mad. Is that a Billy Crystal voice? Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Very excited to talk today. Very excited to talk about this movie today. Oh, man. What's the movie? Running Scared. <clears throat> Number five, would you step forward, please? That's him. That's the one. Paul Walker, 2000. No, I was going to use that joke. <laughs> Darn it. Darn you. I've never seen that movie. Yeah, the Paul Walker one? Never oh, seen that shoot, one. Shoot, I watched the wrong movie. I, oh, had, it, I had it ready to go. Uh, well, you know what? You can talk about that one. I'll Carlos talk about the Mencio other one. Carlos over there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Running Scared, 1986. Uh, pardon me, officer, but I seem to have gotten him from right over there. 86, Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines. What Th- a duo. Thanks for humoring me with this one. The tap dancing oh, yeah. Gregory Hines. That's right. I just watched a Muppet movie recently. And Gregory Hines like comes out. Of, I think it's Muppets Take Manhattan. And Gregory Hines is like out, like working out in a park or something. And he like runs into Miss Piggy. Oh I wow! Think, I, I think that's what it was. I did not realize he's in History of the World. I remember him popping up randomly in a Will and Grace episode. Oh okay. And then like this, I like I don't. Yeah, I don't know much. I'm not. Of, I'm not deep on him. Gregory Hines' filmography. I'm not either. But hey, we'll get into we'll get into to, oh, yeah. to one of his movies anyway. Absolutely. Uh, welcome back. It's been a long time. Yeah, a few weeks. Full disclosure, we have it's we've had a few weeks off, man. We have a part of part of the delay. You can maybe hear it in my voice. I got a little bit of a, a raspy voice here. I've still he's got the black lung. <laughs> I got a touch of the co- touch of the cold here. Still still fighting that off. And I went to Disney World. And you went to Disney World. And now the happiest place on earth. And now we're back together. And you came back, and I could tell the smile was radiating off of you. I was so happy. I went to Disney World without children. If you haven't ever done that, you should do it. It's an amazing experience. I, one day. Put it on your list. One day we'll do it. It was truly amazing. Like, I miss my kids, but when you're at the park and you can literally just do whatever you want, it's so fantastic. No no ties, no no strings attached. Fan, you want to you do this ride? Sure. <laughs> Hang you on, wanna, let me check with the other kids. And the you want to and... <laughs> get a margarita in Mexico at the Mexican Pavilion? That's in right. Epcot? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Is it 9.30 in the morning? I don't even care. It doesn't matter. We successfully drank around the world oh, at good. Epcot. Nice. So that was fun. Hit up all the countries, rode some rides. I also saw, I got a picture from you. Mm, you, made a, you made a very important stop. I definitely remember it. The Planet Hollywood. Oh, yes, Planet Hollywood. Okay, yeah. Fr- that was Friday night. That's Where's right. Where's my jacket? I asked you for a jacket. <laughs> so I bought it and Stallone <laughs> punched me and took it. Seriously? Sly, come yeah, on. Last, the last one. Last come Planet on. Hollywood. Hey, what are you doing? Did I not send you the oblig- obligatory... Uh, big Trouble in Little China picture? I think I forgot. No, I didn't. I must have one. forgotten. No. Darn it. That's, too, that's my bad. That's unfortunate. We even ate in China. We had the nine dragon oh. or golden dragon, whatever it is. Nice. It was actually delicious. Not the dragon of the black cool. No, it was similar. Something like that. Fair enough. There's a uh, six demon bag is what the restaurant ah, yes, was called. Yes, of course. Wind, fire, all that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's in it? All right. Well, you're so you're on the mend. You're, you sound better. You sound a lot better. You got to. 400 degree fever. I don't have a fever anymore. You're making so a comeback. I'm, I'm, I'm amongst the living. Well, that's good. It's good to be back. Yeah. I forgot how to do the show. 
We'll get there. We'll Which piece is a good it sign. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Hey, any uh, housekeeping? Housekeeping. Sure. You want me to go first? Let's do it. Okay. So to quote the greatest actor in the greatest Marvel movie of all time, okay, you kind of called me out for not having watched movies from 2022. So I've set myself to task, okay, to watch some of these movies. So the menu, yes, Bullet Train, okay. Uh, I watched both Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. Oh, you got them both, okay. And then also because I mentioned it last week, Johnny Dangerously because I just I couldn't help myself. I watched Johnny Dangerously too. That's, oh, okay. That's what I was going to tell you. Oh, good. Okay, I'm going to hold off then, but um. So that is actually going to update my rankings for my 2020 oh, list. good, okay. 2022 list. So right. Bullet Train like, is top three easily. Oh, like, wow, okay. It, it, that, I loved that movie. I really liked the start of it. I didn't, I, just, I didn't love the end, but it's just a fun movie. So It did drag on a little bit, but just Brad Pitt was awesome. And the two English guys, the Lemon. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, um, those guys are great. The dude that kept comparing everybody to the Thomas the Train yes, characters. That guy, like, that guy, Brian Henry. What is it? Brian Tyree Henry? I can't Henry remember. Tyree. I can't remember his name either. But Amazing, though. He was fantastic. And then the other guy, what's his name? Uh, he's got a three name, too. Taylor Aaron Johnson or what? I can't remember. That guy from, isn't that the Kick-Ass Kid? Probably. I feel like it is, but I don't know for sure. But they were fantastic. We absolutely like to the point that we, my, the missus and I watched it. She like this weekend. She was like, "Do you want to watch it again? Like ready to turn around and watch it again?" The menu you told me about, huh? And I, I even got the missus to watch that one. We both like. What did she think? I, she loved it. We both were very interested. Is not what I expected, but very good. My wife hated it. She like walked in and like seeing they were being chased, and she's like. What's up with all these movies about people being haunted by other people? And I was like, actually, this scene truly is just a game of tag. Like, yeah. they're not even killing them. So it was just, I, I still won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't watched it yet that's yeah, interested, great. but I, uh, no, I, I really enjoyed it. It was not what I expected. And I think the general consensus, everybody I know that has seen it, is like hands down they want that cheeseburger at the end oh though. my god it just looks phenomenal dude you like you're so like on edge the entire movie and then when you see that cheeseburger it's like dude it's the best cheeseburger on I screen i've ever seen in my life i talked with big dave about it he's he's not a big fan of the movie but we talked about the cheeseburger and he's like i was just disappointed that she did only took one bite and left oh, yeah right i was like to be fair she's about 74 pounds soaking wet so she's probably not going to take down a whole cheeseburger oh, i guarantee she takes it down i mean we only see her take a bite that's true she doesn't throw it away or anything i thought she did she put it in the bag and then yeah okay. and then she had it again on the boat she's saving it for later that's right um okay hey, aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. Was Tangerine and Lemon was Brian Tyree Henry. Okay. It's not often you have a two, three name I know. pair going back and forth like that. Pretty sweet. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. Mm -hmm. I liked both of them. Which one did you like better? I liked Death on the Nile better. 100%. Me too. Um, I So Murder on the Orient Express, as soon as I realized it was an Agatha Christie book, I was like, okay, so everybody's going to be involved. And how did you know that? I just that's kind of the that's kind of her mo. That's the only story where that happens. I've heard of that before. Like I've heard people talk about that. That's like the only... Edgar Wright Ted wrote uh, uh, when he was talking about Hot Fuzz. He's like, I did it like an Agatha Christie story where everybody did it. Well, it's like one of the famous ones because everyone did it. So that's probably why. So that's probably what it is. But I just was she... like, I had a hunch that was going to happen. Yeah, she does have. She has a few other like kind of kind of swerve endings, but. It's not usually a lot of people. I just, I, the ending of the first one kind of bothered me a little bit. Uh, but the second one, I just feel like, I don't know, it was 
there was more going on. Mm-hmm. I like the way that this the story kind of tied together. I did mm-hmm. not like uh, Book getting going down. I think that's his name. His buddy that gets shot. Oh yes, yes. Spoiler, sorry everybody, but um, yeah, that was kind of a, that was a bad deal. I, d- I didn't like that, but overall, I definitely preferred the second one. Yeah, second one, and like the the ambiance of the Mediterranean mm-hmm. is that man. It, take, it makes you want to take a cruise. Definitely. Yeah, but I, I have to say, my favorite part of both of those movies, he's got that goofy mustache mm-hmm. and everything else, and my wife's like, he just looks so silly. I was like. Doesn't matter what movie he's in. Doesn't matter what accent he has. That's <laughs> Doctor Loveless, and he's got that silly mustache. I was like, that's, "Man, I keep forgetting that's right. That that's, is Loveless. That's him." Um, Gosh. And then Johnny Dangerously, but I've expressed obviously how big of a fan I am. I'll let you talk about that. But I have one other update for you. Okay. I I, I announced it on the podcast, and I've been holding myself to it. Oh, your ukulele. The ukulele. I'm gonna give a month update here. How's it coming? So I can play somewhere over the rainbow. Okay. Pretty smoothly. I can play Amber. Whoa, Amber is the color of your energy. Oh, yes. And I can play, I've got the chord progression in the solo of Island in the Sun. Ooh, a little Weezer? Yeah. That one's pretty easy. I just, you gotta, I gotta work on stuff. So. I'll be the guy in the back going, hey, hey. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting better about all three of those. So I can almost play all three of those songs completely. Okay. Which I feel like is not bad for somebody that's never played an instrument before. Next week I want uh, We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy we didn't Joel. Start, okay, I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> With lyrics. So I'm getting to the point now where we'll start narrowing down. When you, you can pick if you want me to play something for our theme. Okay. We'll pick a song that's got some kind of tutorial that I can pick up on it. And we'll, we'll get it in the can. That's awesome. For our show. Okay. So there you go. Way to go. I'm impressed. I'm trying, man. I, I saw a little uke the other day, and I thought of you. I was like, oh, I wonder how uh, it's, how it's going. I, I practice. I get at least 15, 20 minutes a day. Wow, that's impressive. I make myself do it no matter what. That's awesome, dude. So, I salute you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Your updates, my friend. Okay. my Real quick. I'll do Johnny Dangerously since you referenced it. I watched it. I did not like it. I'm not shocked. I... I it, like, I don't know. I just... Maybe I, was, maybe I wasn't in the right mood it's for okay. it. It was late at night. I did enjoy the Mr. Hand, uh, like mm-hmm. I like I, I like that it. bit where he gets hit and he gets yeah he's like oh I can I can see and then he's deaf and my sister hung me on a hook once yeah I did there were some parts that were obviously funny but just overall I don't know it just it didn't work for me I so of the people that I've shown that I know my dad my mom my brother my sister and I are the only five I know that <laughs> like that movie yeah. everybody else I've told they're like I can't stand that movie. And I absolutely love Keaton. You know that. Oh, yeah. You know I love Michael Keaton. But I knew you are a big Piscopo guy, too. Jo- oh, Don't- gosh. He was actually probably the worst part of the movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mr. Han was the pleasant surprise, and Joe Piscopo was probably the worst part for me. How, how many times in my life I have said, you'll feel better if you have a cookie? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't 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 name. So, anyway, I, I'm not surprised. Okay. So, sorry, Johnny Daniels. Okay. fans. Sorry, Amy Heckerling. I apologize. All right. Uh, here we go. For starters, let's see. Uh, the Oscar-nominated, the the Academy Award-nominated movies have been released. Oh. <clears throat> Top Gun Maverick is in the 10. So they, they started adding, like, more films. So there's 10 now. So there's, uh, there's a lot of, like, you know, artsy-fartsy films, as we call them. You, sure. know, you know, more dramatic films. Like, Elvis got a nod, though. I'm really hoping yeah. Elvis does well. But I think this year's... Academy Awards. They should just give Top Gun Maverick Best Picture just on account of basically that movie, like saving the movie theaters, yeah. like movie industry. And like, while there's probably like better made movies and like better acted, like they should, because they did not 
uh, nominate Tom for Best Actor. So I feel like they should just do us all a favor and just award Top Gun Maverick as Best Picture. I mean, they had to with what what that movie did. It's a, it's an incredible tale. It would be so tone deaf if they didn't at least give a nomination. Yeah, I was going to say, at least they got it. I'm, I'm glad they at least got a nom because I'm sure it won't win. No. But it should. If the Academy had any integrity in their body, which we know they already don't. No yeah, whatsoever. That's, so yeah, there's a there's a few movies out there that I've seen. I've been trying to watch a few before. I don't like actually care, but I like to like predict. Mm-hmm. I like to so I like to get a little taste of what it is. Um, like to do a little gambling on it. I did watch Banshees of Insurin. Have you seen or heard of that? I have not it's heard of Colin that. Farrell, uh, oh, Brennan um, Gleeson. I know. It, yeah, but I think that's on HBO Max. Set too, in Ireland. Yeah, that's how I watched it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Set in Ireland. It's a weird movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good little story, but it's a very weird movie. <laughs> But I kind of hope if Top Gun doesn't win and Elvis doesn't win, I'm I'm gonna go for Banshees because yeah. I feel like it actually has a shot at winning because it's a it's like one of those weird tales and like well acted and that's I'm throwing my hat in that ring. I like those two actors too. Yeah, it's like a, it's the same guy that did In Bruges mm-hmm. with the same actors, so it's kind of I'm gonna like I said if Top Gun doesn't win and Elvis doesn't win, I'm giving my support you got to a top Banshees. Three at least. That's right, giving my support to Banshees. And I think that was it. I think that's all I had. I thought of one more thing. Let's hear it. If you're listening to the show and you want to get in contact with us, oh yeah, please feel free to reach out on Facebook or Instagram, Movies with Cash and Hightower, or cashandhightower at gmail.com. Yep. Send us an email. All right. It takes two seconds, guys. Yep. Just send us an email. We'll take care of We'd it. We'd love to hear from you, as always. And as of this recording, I, have, I haven't updated in a while. Um, I'm going to double check right now. We still have five stars. I believe we are still sitting at a five-star rating in Spotify. Yeah, baby. So I don't know how many podcasts everybody else listens to in the meantime, but... We're, we're perfect. How many of them are five stars? Not many. That's yeah. for sure. That's for sure. Hey, you ready to talk a little uh, running scared? Senora. Hi. We sell Tupperware. We're looking for a Julio Gonzalez. We sold him a lot of Jello molds, and we just can't seem to find him. Would you have a forwarding address? I have been ready to talk about this movie since we decided to do the show. So, oh yes, <laughs> the night you proposed it. Yes. After ten minutes of searching, I've got the perfect film. You're to like, discuss. let's just talk about it. Let's just let's just uh, spitball it. Yeah, now's the time to do it because January is the notorious <laughs> movie release month that mm-hmm. studios don't have a lot of faith in. <laughs> exactly. And they hope to catch on. <clears throat> I'm not saying this was released in January, but what I'm saying is this could be one of those films. Maybe. Okay. We release and hope it catches on. Day we go. I feel like we always have like really good success in January, February. So maybe that's why. Maybe we'll see what the we'll see what the people think of this one. Yeah, we'll see what the tea leaves are saying. That's right. Okay. What about your history with the film? Uh, never seen it all the way through until last night. Mm-hmm. I have definitely caught bits and pieces, basically because of you. Like you have talked about the film or recommended it. I've never been able to sit down and watch it, but mm-hmm. I've seen bits and pieces. It must be on TV like every now and then. Yeah, it is. Because I know I've caught <clears throat> bits and like, I kind of like knew the story. Like I remember Jimmy Smith being the bad guy, mm-hmm. but I never definitely never seen it in completion after now watching it all. So like it definitely made some things make more sense to me. So I'm actually kind of pretty much a newcomer to this film. It's just I'd seen it within the last couple of years probably, or like or the the scenes I'm talking about. So. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty unfamiliar really. Um. My history of the film, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to hide my uh, my feelings about this one. I absolutely love this movie. I will. I will say that 
So I'm coming at this with no bias whatsoever, no objectivity whatsoever. Okay. Um, I watched this at the very young age of 10 or 12, but we saw it. I think we caught it on like TBS. Um, it was on like one Saturday or something. Um, I remember watching it. I remember dad sitting down watching it with me and my brother. And to this day, like dad, I, I was telling you before we started, like if Sweet Freedom's on, dad will text me a picture. <laughs> He's listening to it. Um, about every couple of weeks, he'll send me a picture from the movie. He's watching it upstairs. I'll do the same thing with him. Like I don't, this is just one of those movies that I, I watched it growing up. I watched it with dad. I watched it with my brother. We quote it nonstop. Um, I, I will give my feelings as to why I feel like it's as much of a fan favorite for us as, as ever, or as some of the other movies, but absolutely love it. Watch it at least once every couple of months. Like I, I will throw this on. This just puts me in a good mood. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So let's see if that changes by the end of the show. Oh, it won't, but I, <laughs> I, that's okay. I know why you guys like it so much. All that Chicago Cubs. That's, yeah. That's, that's All really that, what it yeah. is. Chicago sports, <laughs> some Blackhawks, bears. I guess you, I guess you are a bears fan. Unfortunately. Yeah. It was a sweet Walter Payton Jersey. It was. Yeah, the old like midriff. Yeah, Walter Payton. Oh yeah, back in '86, that was the hot thing. It was. I've got a I've got a random question for you, and I'm putting you on the spot today. Let's do it. So I kind of led into it a little bit with my background of the movie about I associate this movie more so with my dad. Like okay. this is a movie that I watch with my dad. Fair enough. Got me thinking, and I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. I go first if you want me to. I want you to go through every member of your immediate family. Oh, gosh. And you can include your significant other if you'd like, because I did. Okay. And tell me what movie you associate with your family members. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Jaws, I would say my dad. Mm Mm-hmm. I've definitely watched that a lot with him, or when I was young, probably. Uh, My sister, there's a lot of movies that remind me of my sister, but the top one, I will say Last of the Mohicans, Mm -hmm. just because I know she loves it. I remember watching it with her, like, in... The summer, like one particular summer, I remember like actually sitting down to watch it with her. Um, let's see, my mom. Oh Lord, let's see, what movie is my mom like? There's a bunch of movies that remind me of my dad and my sister. Now they're popping in my head, like Apple Dumpling Gang, things like that. Mm-hmm. Great outdoors. Okay, my mom. Let's see. Gosh, I don't know if I have one for my mom. Like that was the trickiest one for me too. It's like cheaper by the dozen. I don't know, just some lame. Romantic comedy, probably. <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen is the only one that's like popping into my head. I, I don't. I, I haven't okay. watched many movies with, with just my mom. I, guess. I understand. Yeah, that's a tough one. All right, that's all I got. You gonna you got one with your wife too, or no? Oh, my wife. You don't my have wife. to. I'll say Wayne's World. My wife. Wayne's World. Okay. She's like a huge Wayne's World fan. When we when we met, and we can you know combined our movie collections, and like I remember she had like the double. She had like the double disc of uh, Wayne's World one and two. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, all right. Nice. I would definitely say Wayne's World. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Um, Okay, so Dad, I mean, this movie, obviously in particular, I would have to, you know, Big Trouble, too. Like, he's the one that introduced me to Big Trouble, so it's hard not to to pick that one. But I could say that I've spread that to a lot of people now. So I'll stick with Running Scared for Dad. Okay. Um, My mom... I go back and forth between Waterboy and Miss Congeniality. <laughs> awesome. 
uh, simply because we always called mom Mama Boucher, especially oh, yeah. like when we played football and she okay. like all that stuff. So water sucks. Gatorade is better. I will stick. I will stick with Miss Congeniality just because that's the one we kind of joke about the most together. Uh, Molly Holly Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like that's just one that we both definitely see eye to eye on. We come for your daughter, Chuck. Yeah. Uh, my brother Tombstone. Uh, he oh, was yeah, yeah. He was the one that really turned me on to Tombstone. Good choice. And then the misses. Um, I mean, it'd have to be "I Love You, Man" because she just she's obsessed with that movie, and we watch it nice. pretty regularly. I love it too. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's it's good stuff. But I thought for sure you were gonna say "Morning Glory." No, no, I can't. Uh, I can't do that. That's real good. I thought of one for my mom. Yes, Encino Man. Oh wow, nice. I talked her into taking me and my friend Drew to see Encino Man, like like probably just one random weekend night. Nice. Wanted to see that young Brendan Fraser That's and right. Polly Shore. Who else was it? Was it Sean uh, Astin? Was he the uh, other guy? I, don't remember. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, I think that was Sean Astin. Up and comers. Just young up and comers. Good times. I've been seeing a lot of Brendan Fraser stuff. He's been hitting the circuit. He's coming back, man. Because he did The Whale. Have Big, you seen that? I haven't seen it. I've seen the clips, but I haven't. I can't remember if I got best. I don't think I got best picture nod, but he got a, a nomination for the, his best actor. I know the, the critics have been all about, yeah. all over that one, so. It had quite the transformation. Do you, you know, he like plays like a yeah. six hundred pound man, and yeah, something like he wore a, some crazy prosthetics for the uh, film. It's got the redheaded gal from Stranger Things too, right? Oh yeah, that's right. She's Sam or Max? What's her name? Max? Sam? I don't know what her Boy, name that's is. That's a great question. I think right. it's uh, Max. Max sounds right for some reason. Yeah, but is that a girl? That's name? terrible. I gotta get Maxine. Back it is Max. It is Max. The new season's gonna come out. Later this year, isn't it? Is it? I have no idea. I think so. I'm not caught up. But that's not why we're here. Sadie Sink. That's her name. Sadie Sink. Yes. She's in a lot of stuff. It's not why we're here now. What are we here for? We're here to talk about running scared. Oh, that's right. Open us up. Get us, kick us off. Yeah. So, um, I also, again, I got a soft spot for the soundtrack of this movie. Absolutely love the soundtrack. There were some great 80s, 80s jams on here. I, I totally, not totally sidebar, but um, I went to a <clears> record <throat> store with my buddy in St. Louis we're walking through, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Dad's got a record player, so I found some Herb Alpert records and of course a Jerry Reed one. You know, oh, jeez. I was going along the movie soundtrack ones though. Is Jerry Reed paying you to talk about him on the nah, show? He's passed away, man. You Is can, he really? Yeah. You, oh god. You've been, you've been, <laughs> sorry. I take, I'm sorry. Everybody. I'm sorry. It's family. <laughs> Birthday's coming. Up. Sorry, family. <laughs> um, but no, I was, I was going along the side of the wall where the movie soundtracks were, and I was like, I'm just curious if I found could find one. Running scared, right towards the top, man. Are there other like, uh, like notable songs? No, there's okay. no like it's not notable the... song. Well, there's another one that I think got another sung. one sounded familiar. Um, other than the Michael McDonald, yeah. Towards the end, there's mm-hmm. another one that I think got some radio play, but not. And even the sweet, like you don't hear sweet freedom on the radio unless you're listening to Yacht Rock, Rock yeah. really. Gotta be. Uh, but anyway, this opening montage of just going through Chicago, and then we cut to. Uh, Hughes and Costanzo. So Hughes, played by Gregory Hines, Costanzo, yep. Billy Crystal. I think uh, there were moments of this movie where people were calling him Costanzo, and then people were calling him Costanza. Costanza. <laughs> I definitely heard some Costanza. Yes, and I was, was like, wait, that's Seinfeld. Yeah, that's, that, that's George. Yeah, right. Wrong movie. Uh, they're standing around watching that pickup basketball game, though. They're on a stakeout. Dude, or something. Mean Streets of Chicago. What, what? a. T- Great, great was, scene for it. Watching this, I was like, "What are they?" Well, I don't know what they're staking out though, because they're just hanging out by that. There's a lot of th- things that necessarily don't make sense in this. No. They're just sitting there for like a 
prop joke. I personally chalk some of that up as just it's buddy cop tropes yeah. for the eighties, and I'm totally fine with it. But Billy Crystal definitely was just like setting up just yes. like you know bits, and they usually don't pay off, right? Or at least they don't make sense. They pay off just. Um. So they're anyway. They're watching the basketball game. The the ball rolls over, and so Billy Crystal decides to be the annoying guy and try and get involved in the game. And Gregory Hines comes over and tries to talk him out of it. And then the one dude just punches just him out. Just jacks him. No autopsy, no foul. I know I've said that on this show before. <laughs> I know for a fact I've said that on this show. Did you say that in our uh, basketball nights back in the, at game time? Uh, probably. No autopsy, no foul. I'm, I'm, almost sure I, I'm almost certain I have. That's great. Uh, but during all of this chaos, there's a Mercedes that pulls up. That's right. My man Jimmy Smith. That's right. Love Jimmy Smith's. I tell you what, we haven't talked about him before. I don't think I don't know if we've covered a movie. Joe Pantoliano. Joey Pants. That guy is in a lot of great, solid movies, and mm-hmm. he always does a good job. He is just a good actor, great character. Cipher, uh, Captain or the Chief, and, and Bad, Bad Boys. Boys. Yeah. Um, just Joey always Pants. does a good job. Who? What, who's he in? A Cipher from Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Then he's, he's the first, uh, first one. He's in the. Uh, oh my gosh! What's like the first Nolan film? Memento. Oh, Memento. Yeah, he's in that. Goonies. Goonies, that's right. Oh, yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. But anyway, they roll up in a Mercedes, and Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines recognize um, Jimmy Smith or Gonzalez Julio. Julio. When I hear that name, I always, I'm like, it's like a combo between Julio Franco and uh, Juan Gonzalez. Yes. Julio Gonzalez. The perfect combination. That's right. <laughs> so Julio takes off, leaves Snake, is mm. Joe's name in the movie. Great name. Chase him up the apartment and mm-hmm. point out how come these guys never live on the ground floor. They point that out later. But <laughs> I, Dad, and I have done this before. It's, what do you want? Let's start with my foot. Here's the deal, Snake. I have this gun. I'm going to shoot some holes. If you are on the other side of that door, some of those holes are going to be in you, Snake. Wait, got the door open. That's right. So they start searching the apartment because they know Julio was recently released. Don't know why he's already released. Right. Um, looking for some stuff, and then they go through the briefcase and find fifty thousand dollars. A lot of a lot of cash in there. That's right. Now, Snake, level with us. Is it possible that you're <laughs> dealing again? No. Yeah, I ain't done nothing. <laughs> so they turn the place upside down. Don't find anything. Of course, Snake's upset, and so Billy Crystal, brilliant idea of going out to announce to the entire basketball team. But wait, you're skipping over. Doesn't he drop the Terminator line here? Yes, I will be back. I will be back. <laughs> that's right. What a great, that's all awesome. He's referencing Arnold. He is. It's only like a couple years old at this point. Yeah, because that, that was 84, wasn't it? I think it? so. Yeah. Matter of fact, it was. Yeah, matter of fact, it was. Same one. And he's wearing a Sweet Hawks jersey. He is. Which is another, like, there's so many things in here that I'm like, man, you you guys can't like this movie. Look at this. Love it. He's wearing a Hawks jersey. I, I understand, but hey, when you when it's good, it's good. And when I say jersey, I mean sweater. Right. Hawks Obviously, sweater. yeah. Just come over here, bop him on the head, take the money. Nobody will know. So it's up that's, to you. That's pretty good. You can't do that. No, what he can't do is undo it. <laughs> and I've also, I don't know if you noticed, I'm, I'm going to apologize because I'm going to get derailed on a lot of side stuff that happens right. here. But Tell us all about it. When uh, Gregory Hines is putting that sweater or the scarf on and he's doing that and he just like flips it over. Anytime oh, yeah. I have anything that I'm putting on over my neck, I always do that. People are like, why are you doing that? Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, at first I was confused. It was just a pointless yeah, I love it, though. time waster. It's a, great, it's a great character choice. So Snake obviously wants to get taken in now because he's afraid somebody's going to take the money. Mm-hmm. And he punches Gregory Hines after <laughs> Billy Crystal ducks out of the way. It's so funny because they, they both take a shot to the face yes. early in the film here. Yes, they do. 
That's awesome. So they get uh, get Snake arrested. They take him downstairs, and now they're driving around. And of course, they're you know kind of trying to pimp Snake a little bit. Like, how come he's driving around in Mercedes and <laughs> Snake? And Dad and I do this. Got I, you're going to hear Dad and I do this a lot. But um, he fell on a knife four times. Oh, it's bad. It's terrible. It's crazy out there. What's well, the new math that drives him insane? Yeah, <laughs> like, just the... I can I can dude, I feel that the new math the, ra- the random random throwaway lines. <laughs> oh Lord. But um, they come across a crime scene. They're dri- right. driving around, come across a crime scene. Somebody's dead on the pavement. Yep. Somebody jumped, maybe. Yes. And I wish we got a little bit more of why these two didn't like each other. But Billy Crystal and this guy. It's a random cop. Yeah. Like, they're just going at each other pretty heavily here <laughs> throughout the entire movie. It's weird because they don't seem to be, like, liked by any other cops, really. No. Except for that one that is at the bar with them. That's true. He's like the... Uh, locker the what's that called evidence room guy oh yeah um so yeah anyway they, they roll up they're talking talking to this cop about it like guy fell didn't have any shoes on he's wet like they're they don't really it doesn't really make a lot of sense it kind of seems like a random scene out of nowhere and then billy chris is like i gotta go to aunt rose's funeral like it, right. this the scenes if you haven't seen the movie you're like yeah. okay this is weird like it's why a, you just throw this it in? is a weird dude the funniest part though one of the funniest parts is they go back to the car yep. and, and Snake is talking on the <laughs> CB. Car, car. And Gregory Hines just does like a quick like rabbit punch like through the window <laughs> the and sound like, effect. Dude, dude, I like I I went back. I watched it a second time. I immediately started laughing. It gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> super quick. Um, get to the funeral. Uh, get to meet Anna, Danny's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Which this whole I will say this sub story. I, I don't I've never liked this part of the story. I made that note later. It just drive it drags the movie down. I definitely don't like it, but then later in the movie I've come to realize why they wrote it in. Yes. So it actually does it, pay off. It does. But I, but you're right. I don't like it, it. The rest of it it just drags the movie down. I don't like it. They it would have been better if they were just kind of like at odds, like a diehard situation. Agree. Yep, I agreed. Um, did you also catch at the funeral when Snake's leaning for or looking at his wife at the beginning and? Billy Crystal taps him in the, in the Oh, yeah, like, yeah. They'll give him a tap. So, another one of my favorite sayings is they get done with the funeral, getting back to the car, and they get those two guys that are holding them up. And, of course, they're, you know, playing into it like, oh, no, you know, don't you can take our wallets. It's like, well, we got to keep our badges, you yeah. know. And the, I love the fact that both of them, like Gregory he's one of them says, like, Give me your gun. Like, no, we can't give you the guns. We can give you the wallet. And then Gregory Hines is having his own conversation and Billy Crystal's yeah, right, leading them. Like, they're just both going back and forth. Dude, the one guy, I was like, does this guy even have a gun? Like, it's like it looks like a duct tape. It to, is. So, and I looked, and then like I went on IMDb, and yep. it's like, there was these things called zap guns or something. I forgot what it's called. But it, it's not a gun, but technically it would fire like a twenty two bullet. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, "Was that a real thing?" Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, this and I've, so that's this is where I was talking about. Like, I don't know what drives these people to do this. It's the new math drives them nuts. So then they <laughs> chase them down, they get turned around, and then they shoot the windshield. And that's if I ever, if Dad and I and my brother, I ever <laughs> went out and went shooting, it was always, I can't believe you missed all six yeah. times. <laughs> mine, are are the, mine are the six that made him crash. Oh, we're going to do high jumps. Like, well, just the angle trajectory. Wait, look who I'm talking to. Mr. SAT's here. <laughs> that was good. So then they get back to the precinct. Uh, Hughes gets a subpoena. 
we find out. And then probably, I would say, not unrealistic with how they go about their business that they would get some subpoenas. Oh, yeah. With how they handle their business. They are, like, let's just, let's just be honest. They are corrupt cops. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> it was, hey, it was the 80s, man. That's true. That's true. And that 80s, cops, the way you it do was kind of glorified, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we get that, and then we get another quick little scene where Danny and Ray are at the bar hanging out, and then Ray ends up picking up a lady. Hey, wait, whoa, we, we glossed right over Dan Hedaya's in this movie. Oh, yeah, well, I was coming to it, don't Police worry. Police chief. It was very small at the beginning, but yeah, Dan Dan Hedaya. Okay, maybe I was, Mr. oh, you're right. Maybe Mr. Was, Mr. Butabi. Maybe I forgot the right, th- yeah, that's right, that's his, what he's most known for. Or GM or whatever for the Chicago <laughs> Cubs, too. Oh, that's right. It's another. Rookie of the year. Um, And then, yeah, next morning. Danny gives a wake-up call to Ray and Marianne with the... Who parks a bike in their... Isn't that crazy? ...loft or whatever. Like, that's... I remember being like, oh, man, I'd love to see, like, Greg Hines or one of these guys on this bike. Totally pays off later. Oh, yeah. Love it. I brought donuts. (laughs) Duncan. Duncan donuts. It's true. You brought donuts. I was going to get those French things, but you say them wrong. So, croissants? Croissants. (laughs) Uh, okay, so then back at the precinct, Danny learns that Anna is getting married to a dentist. She has to come tell him that. She doesn't seem thrilled to be marrying this dentist. No, and this again, this whole thread is just like, yeah, it drags the movie down. She even like just the way she answers the question, and it makes you like kind of like think less of her at the same time. Yeah, because you're like, oh, she doesn't even love this guy. She's just. And she doesn't, like... For security? If she was genuinely interested, like, he's like, oh, is he a doctor or something? She's like, well, kind of. Yeah. Like, if you're genuinely... Lo- like, I to me, I'd be like, yeah, they're a doctor. They're a dentist. It's still doctorate, so... Well, it's totally a doctor. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I don't... I feel like you're... I feel like you're not really involved, I guess, or invested. Here's the thing I noticed. There's a little underlying theme. I feel like Anna and Gregory Hines have a little something going on. I mean, she, I like... I can see that. She loves him. She Obviously, does. she's like the best friend. And there are like several times where I'm like, "Oh gosh, okay, we're getting getting real friendly." I mean, and then later <laughs> on at the the birthday scene in the bar, yeah, they like they kiss on the lips. I, I mean, like, Gregory's a friendly guy. He's very friendly. I guess people it's are like, real <laughs> friendly around here. We tell Sheila, "I love her." <laughs> Look, it's getting weird, man. <laughs> it's a completely unspoken agreement. If you go down, I gotta take. I gotta step in and be, be the man of the house now. Seriously. Um, I, did you also appreciate the gag of uh, Ray pretending to be Danny whenever that guy's yes. coming to give him the check? You don't look like a Costanza. Do you know who that guy is that's delivering the check? The lawyer? No. He is in a Halloween favorite of ours, a zombie film. He is in a... From the 80s. A Halloween zombie film, that you yes. said? Is he in uh, Night of the Living Dead? Return. Return of the Living Dead. Yes, sir. He there is, is the, uh, the coroner. That's the coroner? That's the no coroner. way. Yep. Oh, man. Don Kalfa. He looks different. Oh, that's right. That name he does, does sound he familiar. He does look totally different. <laughs> that's crazy. You don't look Italian. What do you want me to do? Sweat your papata ragu? I'm a Pisano. <laughs> but Danny gets $40,000 from his Aunt Rose. That's a, that's big money in 86. Did you hear all the stuff he's going to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> and, Mon- then, and then maybe I'll pay the bills. Mondo speakers, season tickets to the Cubs. Yep. I'll give you 10000 Yep. I lie. <laughs> That's funny, too, because he's like, you're rich. And I'm like, I don't know if he's rich. Yeah. I, he's got a little extra income. That's enough to, like, yeah. Buy a bar in Key West? Buy some, yeah, it's true. <laughs> buy, buy some stuff if you want, but I don't know. I don't know if rich is the right word. Yeah, I mean, 40K. That's 40 years ago, roughly 40 years ago. So that's, you know, maybe like 80K. Just 10,000 away from what Julio had. 
It's very or from true. Snakehead. Very true. So, Should put it all together. So then, this captain Dan, Dan Hidea, like we talked about, he comes to tell them that the person that we found dead earlier was a cop from the South Side. Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. <laughs> I'm like already in my mind thinking like what clip I can play of Alan Jackson. Chattahoochee's always, I mean it's a good standby, right? What was the uh, like the ladder to heaven? Oh like, yeah, there's, there's so many good ones. It's all right to be a redneck. I mean, That's there's, true. There's just so many good ones. Oh yeah, it's good stuff, man. Oh. <laughs> and then I again, I just writing notes for the movie. I, I'm watching it this time. It's like okay, so. Julio's out, then suddenly there's a dead cop on the south side. They're like, let's go talk to Snake. Something's fishy. So a totally unnecessary scene, or not scene, but like totally unnecessary event to get him to talk to them because he's in custody. Like, yeah, right. So they don't have to do this, but this... Okay, dude, that's him. That's the one. The lineup with the, yep. with the four cops and then Snake, yeah. Yep. Turn to the right, please. Oh, not you, sir. You, no, you number five. <laughs> you bested that's great. Turns the lights on. I just that's a buddy cop movie cliche, like the overly complicated way to do something that didn't need to be done that way. Yeah, but I still I just, just messing with the perp. Love it. And they basically blackmail Snake into wearing a wire for this drop because he they were gonna let him go, but mm-hmm. they withhold they only <laughs> were like five thousand dollars at evidence, but he had fifty, so they like I don't know what they did with the other forty five. Like it's definitely implied they messed with it. Yeah, they definitely they took they took the 45. But I don't know, like, they obviously gave it back. Well, they have it. Yeah. To, well, yeah, I mean, by the end of the film, yeah. They but I was it. just like, I don't know, I, I never understood what they were doing with that, so. Is uh, Snake wearing, uh, like, Mickey Mouse underwear? It looks like it, doesn't I, it? I was like, I couldn't get, like, a. I, I never could I either. I couldn't get a good, clear look, but that's what it looked like. And, like, they're, like, tiny. They're, like, little Mickey Mouse underwear. Say ecclesiastical. <laughs> what? Say snake bite. Snake bite. They're going through that, getting the wire on, and then he hands it to Billy Crystal, and then he gets done and just hands it to Snake to yeah. put on. That's pretty great. Um, so we fast forward now. Danny and Ray are on the stakeout listening in to hear what's going on. And, of course, you know, Ray's complaining about the subpoena, and Danny's talking about what he's going to do with his money. Um, they follow along and then until they hear Julio and Snake kind of getting into it a little bit. So they decide to go in. It's trouble. Find out that the $50,000 was not being used for what appeared to be stolen TVs mm-hmm. and VCRs, but mm-hmm. Uzis. Love Uzis. You know I love a good Uzi. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So they go in. They... they fall into it. it's i mean it's a pretty obvious trap like let's be honest like they if they're as good at cops as they pretend to be they're terrible cops they should have known that this was a possibility they are 100 percent terrible cops they make terrible decisions every single turn of yeah this film. i just like they, they should have known better another by the way did you catch another film from 1986 featuring al leong as a bad guy well, he was in this? Yeah, he was, he was one of his, like, Julio's what? henchmen. How did I miss that? He came out of the background very briefly. You don't Dang think it. you blink and you miss it. I probably, I definitely blinked. I probably wrote a note. Um, I do, I've always had some problems with the next couple of scenes, and we'll, we'll cover it here just as they, as it unfolds. Well, it's like, so. it's such an obvious, like, I like that the movie did this, because this is such an easy move for the bad guy to pull. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, these idiots are just going to come in and we can just take them out. Like, I mean, it didn't work out that way for Snake, but it's like, that's like a, like, these cops are idiots. No, I, I they fall right into this trap. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So here's, well, well, like I said, we'll get to it. So they get in there. 
Snake admits to killing Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, I know. Yeah, because Julio he said, didn't Julio. He said, "Well, he said I did. I did oh. Jackson for you." Oh, okay. so he's basically, and all of this is on audio that he's you. pointing to, pointing yeah. to Julio, saying, "I killed Jackson. Got it taken care of." Julio kills Snake. Takes out Snake. And then the two undercover cops, one of which don't under- recognize, and the other one is Uncle, Uncle Rico. Rico. That's right. How much you want to make a bet? I can throw a football over the mountains. That's awesome. So Uncle Rico saved them, and they are like, "Okay, all this undercover work is blown, whatever." So they kind of they're chasing everybody through the through the ship, and then Danny and Ray eventually catch Julio hiding under that tart because he left his shoes shoe sticking out. That was absurd. You have the right to remain silent. Ooh, this is nice. So work, working with a professional, this is great. <laughs> um, so yeah, they end up arresting Julio, and then the other two get pissed because they're like, "Well, we we ended up losing him," and they, you know, of course, Danny and Ray are trying to rub it in their face that they caught Julio. Right. So at this point, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you have it on audio. What happened? They go into the next scene with Captain, and Captain's like, kind of. Starts off like praising them and then clearly tries to bust their chops that they busted him too early. Yeah, too early. So they couldn't track the shipment. Mm -hmm. They had to be rescued, which for some reason, apparently in this universe, gives Julio a free pass to get out. What? Yeah. I just didn't understand because they're like, you had to be rescued and he he could go out on bail. Like... You have all of this on audio. Why? I wrote that note too. I wrote too early. Like, what about all the? Yeah. yeah. What about all the admissions and like? And then he was like, and a cop is dead. Like, what? yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah. And they said like, well, and those two other cops clearly saw the the shooting happen. Also. Yeah. There are four witnesses that are cops. Yeah. Like, and yeah, like Hadea just is like, hey, Hadea just like shoves it under the rug. I just I, I thought I, I thought he was in on it for a while. Yeah. He he definitely is not. Like, he's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. Yeah, like, he's he not was, a bad guy, but he's not a good guy I either. thought he was on the take. Um, so after all this, he's like, you guys are getting sloppy, you need to take a vacation. And of course, they don't want to, but he threatens to have them shot if yeah. they're going to not take a vacation. I couldn't tell if they were suspended or just vacationing. So this I, just I mean, vacationing? I feel like it's like a forced yeah. vacation slash suspension. Um. So then they decided to go down to Key West. Have you ever been to Key West? I have not. That's on my bucket list. It looks beautiful. It's on my top five. And I have to say, of this entire movie, I, I love this movie. I Don't get me wrong. Like I'll, I'll point out some things that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. But the highlight of the film is the Sweet Freedom montage. Oh, like, so good. 100%. Every part of this I love. So Man, there's some excellent roller skating action. Roller in that, skating. In that montage. I have... And I, so good. I do it with dad, but I do it with other people too, just to see how they react. Like if I'm out doing something with them and then it's lunchtime, I'll go, lunch! <laughs> just to see if they actually understand what's happening. Most of them don't. That's right. Um, but yeah, the, the roller skating, everything else. And then during this montage, Danny and Ray are in the bar and Danny's like, hey, we should just, we should retire. We're not, you know, busting our chop, busting our butt. Nothing's happening. Really has to convince Ray to come down with him and co-own this bar. I you know I don't ever want to own a bar, but like when they're in Key West and just that setting, like I'm almost like you know what, I would totally have a bar in Key West. Oh yeah. Every- what's what's on your just off the top? I'm gonna put put you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. You're on the hot seat. Give me like one or two places that are on your bucket list of places you want to travel to. Um. Somewhere. Okay, I have all three. I, I'll I give want you- a, I want a specific. State, city, or country. Okay, I can do that. That's easy. Um, 
Alaska. Okay, good choice. Love to go to Alaska. Uh, Montana. Oh, okay. Just, it's beautiful. You want to go to the home of Dana Carvey. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful country. Um, and then the only place outside of the United States I would like to go is Ireland. Oh, me too. I would love to go to Ireland. That's on my list also. Anywhere. Dub- I mean, Dublin, you go to the big cities. I, I wouldn't care. Dublin. I'd love to catch a hurling match. Oh, yeah. You never sent me that. I need to, I need to check that out. I'm going to go. I've already said Key West. Mm-hmm. Key West is going to be my city I want to go to. Uh, actually, I actually want to go to San Antonio also. So. That's fair. Uh, my state, I'm going to say Maine. Okay. And then my country is also Ireland. I would love to go to Ireland. I would also I would also be okay with Scotland. Yeah, Scotland's okay. Too. Ireland, Scotland, either one. Scotland Yard would love to get their Scotland. hands on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, either one of those two. I've actually, like, the missus and I have talked about doing that, but it just... Ireland. T- yeah, timing, logistics. I don't even have a visa. I don't even have a passport. Never better, traveled outside of the country. You better get one. I know. I've been to Australia. Oh, that's right. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Germany. Mm-hmm. I've been to I've been to Holland. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> Have you been to Canada? No. Okay. No. I did go to Canada at Epcot though at uh, Disney World. Mm, okay. Right, now I kind of do want to go to Canada. That counts. It, I sound like I watched uh, Canada Far and Wide. It's like 360 multimedia presentation. It was super cool. Like, I'm kind of wanting to go. Nice. Yeah. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Catch the stampede, maybe? I, I don't know. We'll see if I have time. I meant to tell you, we have our Alexas and Amazons and things like that. We changed one of them. We changed the one in the kitchen to an Australian voice. Good eye, Mike. <laughs> Just for fun. The kinda, Today, today's weather. The kind of hard to understand. Wallaby. <laughs> My little cousin, she, uh, her nose, she's Australian, but like, she, it's like nor, it's like nor, I can't even like. I can't even copy it. It's like somehow she adds like two other letters to know. It's okay. But it's, like I said, easily no. the greatest accent ever. I And he came bounding <laughs> over. <laughs> that never gets old. <laughs> um, yeah, so they get through the montage. They, they He signs the paperwork for the bar, and then they end up going getting back to Chicago. We're back. And do you see what hats they're wearing? Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Bucks hat and a Miami Dolphins hat. Fairweather fans. No kidding. It's, it's another reason I don't get too shook about it. If they're willing to flip-flop that easily, they're not really fans. They're not Cubs. Well, they're, they're not, not Bears really. fans. Well, I guess they are true Chicago fans if they're ready to flip-flop. Oh! Hey! hey, hey. <laughs> there it is. Um, and as we find out almost immediately that Julio is back on the streets. He's, He's free. back, baby. He's a free citizen, and they decide, okay, well, then we're going to bust him before we're done. So they have 30 days. 30 days. To bust him. Um, Danny starts thinking, you know, he's got his head in the clouds, though. Now he's thinking retirement. So he starts getting a little cautious, and he goes to pick up a vest. <laughs> you know, vests You know, vests aren't very effective if you get shot in the face. <laughs> I got a bad back. That's a great. That's actually a great line. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Harry... <laughs> You're alive. I like it. Um, so then Ray does the same thing, goes and picks up a, a vest. So they're, they're both are getting a little cautious now. Hey, that's smart. It's it's what gets them in trouble. Did your did Papa did Papa Cash ever wear a vest? Yeah, I, he had on the some. job. Yeah. yeah, like why wouldn't you? Um, I, don't, I mean, if you're yeah. just going to be in the office, you know, 
But if you're like out in the field, like I think, like, yeah, I, I would think I just wear one regularly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, there's no reason not to, especially today's I'm, world. Is unless you're, yeah, just they're just reckless. People are running around. I don't really. Th- he was only in one situation that ever like even got to that point, and it was like a very like random. That's good. One on the interstate that ended strangely anyway. So it was just <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so then they say, okay, so we're gonna go. They're going to go to where Julio used to live. That's right. (laughs) Easily the best part of the movie. I'm going to call it right now. That little kid. We're here to sell Tupperware. (laughs) Dude, that little kid flipping off. Oh, yeah. Gregory Hines with all the different, like, inflections. Hold on a second. (laughs) Yes! Dude, I love that kid. They were like, that was, like, funny at first, and then Mm -hmm. he came with, like, the double birds. And I was like, oh, man, this kid. And then he, like, just kind of, like, reaches it behind his mom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude. I love I, I love the ending though because we again I greeted people like that I don't know how many times yes <laughs> sent it to Big Dave today actually I was I asked him nice. if he watched the movie he's like oh yeah I saw it and so I I sent him that that gif that's awesome <laughs> it's good stuff man I love that kid so she gives them some information about where he's hanging out she does indeed and as they go outside they see the kids that are hanging on the car spray painting that it's oh, yeah. an un- unmarked police car i i remember like seeing that scene on tv I, oh, yeah. I remember that scene vividly good call with ray too he's, he goes are you gonna spray paint his car he's like i have too much respect for personal property <laughs> but makes an instant tollway zone that's awesome it's a good move which also seems like it was just mostly out of spite but it turns out to be for their benefit that's right pays off later because the kid takes off running yep. to show them where they're at but yep I have too much respect for personal property. And then they start taking off, but Danny wants to call for backup. They have to stop and call for backup before they chase after the kid. You're right. And they finally end up up chasing the kid upstairs. They bust in, and maybe we're a little too aggressive sometimes. And then, as I'm saying, they're so cautious, and then all of a sudden they just bust into our room. It's like, did I come at a bad time? Yeah. No hablo inglés. Oh, hablo Smith and Wesson. He sticks that gun in the guy's nose. You have the right to remain dead. <laughs> so then they end up chasing Julio. Now, I I have told my dad this. I've told anybody that I've watched this with. This scene is my hands down least favorite part of this movie. For one reason and one reason only. The pants scene? The pants is funny. I, I, I The pants and the, the back and forth about... I was always a better thrower. Yeah. You, I was a better hitter. You know, yeah. he misses. I do. I love that. that's great. That's I a, absolutely love that. That's a good it, gag. The lady screaming. She sounds like a, a goal, like a seagull. It is the worst noise in the history of film record. <laughs> I don't care. Her <laughs> screaming is like it's nails on a chalkboard to me. And no matter what, when I see, it, I'm just always like, oh god, please, please get over. If get you over. close your eyes, you'll picture one of those birds. It's t- it is. You're absolutely it's right. Not a, it's not a human noise. No, it's making. not. Yeah, and I wrote. Just I wrote that note. Oh my god! But yes, the, the pants part is hilarious because dude, that's great. Maybe, Those, we, maybe we can get him with a lucky shot. <laughs> I can't even see him around her. There's no way. Uh, there's no way Billy Crystal's pants are fitting Jimmy Smith's. Also, he's too no, tall. No, it's got to be Greg Hines. He's got those long legs. You did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very funny. I was always a better hitter, and you know it. <laughs> so, Julio gets away. They don't have their pants on. They have their long underwear on. Mm-hmm. And then all of the backup arrives. The entire yeah, like 12 Chicago Police Department. <laughs> so, they again, the captain busts their chops. And he's, you know, 
you guys are getting soft and blah, blah, blah. Basically, like, I'm going to assign somebody for you two to, to train, mentor, whatever. So then we go to Carl from Billy Madison. His name is Ace in this movie. I wrote down Sergeant Balzac oh. from Home Alone. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, crazy Carl, can you do that that laugh there? Just <laughs> what's the uh, what do they call when they see they're switching? They're like transferring uh, Catherine O'Hara back and forth, and she's like, "We got a something online too." Oh gosh! Oh, just jumped out of my head. Not important. I, yeah, I know Not what you're important. talking about. I can't make. I, yeah, basically calling her like a freaked out mom. Yeah, uh, it's okay. Rose. Yeah. Hyper on two. Hang on. Hold on, please. So. Ace is going to get the car all set up for him. And again, something that seems like kind of like a throwaway line, like we'll get bulletproof and all this other stuff. He's like, all right, well, I want it done. I, I want it done by Tuesday. He's like, we'll have it Thursday by 8. It's like, okay. Um, and then Ray goes to Marianne's place and just outright lies and steals her away from her, I don't guess, boyfriend. Boy, yeah, boyfriend. And the dude, I mean, to his defense, like he, he's like, it's Mr. What can I do for you, pal? He's like, all right, if that's how you're going to be. And then he starts playing cop. I was like, I mean, if somebody comes in and starts asking for my girlfriend while I'm at the house, like, I'm, yeah, it was actually probably a pretty normal reaction. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a little bit hot about that. I love it though that he immediately turns on her when it's like about oh, <laughs> like yeah. parking tickets. I've told her a million times. <laughs> it's for you. And then this is where we get the scene of them in the bar, the bar for the birthday party, like you were talking about. And then Ray getting a little too friendly. Kiss on the lips. Thirty-four. Because you'll kiss, you'll kiss. Yeah, thirty-six. Thirty-six. Thirty-four. Hey, everybody. Ray Hughes. Thirty-six. Thirty-six years old. <laughs> so, how do you think he actually is? In the movie? Yeah. Oh, he's thirty-six. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. He's right. definitely thirty-six. Right on. <clears throat> um. So then Carl has the car ready, looking like a taxi cab. Bulletproof. You can't roll the windows down, but then again, you can't get shot through them either. So true. It's perfect. And during all of this, we find out that they have been assigned the two young rookie cops, I guess, even though they're not rookies. Yeah, it's weird they would throw them into this. Like, I don't know why they call them rookies. That's but... why I was thinking, like, this idea was, like, dirty, because it's like, why are they taking these two? Like, it's every. He's like. I wonder if there was, like, another script where, like, Dan Hedaya was, like, a bad guy. Because he's making a lot of, like, bad guy moves. Well, he also is, like, his motives are not clear at all. Like, I watch it sometimes. I was like, I think he's just trying to push these guys to be like, you guys really want to stay. So I'm just going to push your buttons until you stay. But then there's other times I'm like, no, I think he's genuinely trying to push them out. Yeah, and he calls them, like, Southsiders. I'm like, oh, they're they're White Sox fans. These guys are, yeah, these guys are dirty. (laughs) <laughs> gonna have a rumble, rumble here. Gonna have a turf war. Um, so yeah, they they blast into their car. And now it looks like a taxi cab. How pissed would these guys be in real life, though? Oh, for sure, like one hundred percent. They like meet up at like a bar or whatever where they go. But they like, I'm like, dude, no, there's, yeah, the fists are gonna be thrown. Oh yeah. Um, they go up to another hangout that the Southsiders recognizes or know that it's a, it's a popular hangout for Julio's <laughs> get ready to kick that door and like hey 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 knocking works knocking right. works up to... dirty Tony <laughs> uh, let me guess Clint Eastwood <laughs> so they go busting in they have another shoot up here and during the hullabaloo Danny gets shot by Uncle, Uncle Rico, Rico. I couldn't tell at first. I was like, was that intentional? I don't think it was, but it was such a confusing It was. There was scene. a lot going on, yeah. yeah. Looked like Billy like jumped in. 
I think it was basically it was like just a reaction, but yeah. it definitely he kind of pauses before he shoots, so you could see yeah. him and be like, "Is he trying to actually kill Danny?" And then like another guy jumps out of the way. There's just a lot going on. Yeah, but I guess that was an accident. But I want you to go down without me. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll go. You go without me. Where's yeah. my gun? I'll kill you, you first. You told me to go. You feeling better? Um. So after that, they get downstairs, and the two other guys have got. Juan Martinez, uh, a famous, or not famous, but a, a, a often-used snitch mm-hmm. for those guys. And Juan gives Danny and Ray a tip about a shipment coming in from a plane on Columbia. Or That's coming right. from a plane from Columbia. This is where it gets, like, super, like, dicey for me. Why is that? I just, I'm like, this is just, like, just because, keep going, but. That's okay. This is, like, the beginning where I'm just like, what, what are all these hoops? This is so ridiculous, all this Stuff happening to not get caught, to, yeah. but to get caught. So they get to the airport. The police department's already been tipped off, apparently. Mm-hmm. And this is again where I'm like, the captain's clearly trying to push their buttons because he get they get the shipment. Which it's funny now that like get the shipment, they're like, we could have tracked this all the way to Hulu. It was like there'll be there was a media opportunity would have been missed. I was like, so you were upset that they busted him too early before, right? But now you're in it. So I could see what you're saying. Like it might have been more interesting. Actually, if if he was in on it, this is the point where like nothing makes sense. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just going with it. Oh uh, yeah. Um, he also wants to do some big press release or big press statement, and then brings the two replacement cops in. So of course, Danny and Ray are are very upset about this, and they're just mm-hmm. like, "All right, I'm out of here." And then they just so happen to go past that one guy. He's like, yeah, "This is it." Ends up it's fake. This is bad. Oh yeah, bad stuff. So they went to go see if there's any other planes coming in from Colombia, and sure enough, there is, mm-hmm. with a nun and a priest. That's right. That are meeting Julio, and so they chase after them. And then I have to say, this whole chase scene with them dry, chasing after them on the interstate, and uh-huh. then ended up on the, the the L. Yeah, the L. Like it's some intense driving. I could not handle the when they're on the L, mm-hmm. the elevated track, the bumping of yes. the camera going up and down. It, it was like messing with me. It's, like I, it's a lot. Yeah, like I was like, oh, I'm about to look away. I'm like, I don't get sick, but I, it was giving me like a headache. The other thing too, like when they first start before they get on the the tracks and they're driving through that gravel spot where there's those like pillars. Mm-hmm. There's a couple times if you watch, like the cars are swinging back for them. Like, oh yeah. God, your butthole has to pucker up thinking like I'm gonna yeah. get I'm gonna get hit by one of these poles, man. It's just no kidding. Um, some I love the, but again like that gag about the bulletproof glass and they'll all start freaking out yeah. when Julio shoots and Billy Chris was that bad. Oh, thank God, Ace! And then he's like, "All right, shoot back!" And then tries to roll the window down. You a hole, Ace? <laughs> did the Did you notice like when they were? This was like when they were in the tunnel, like mm-hmm. the track on the tunnel. And they were coming out. It sounded they were making like perfect Chewbacca noises. Mm-hmm. It was like I, I rewound yes. it and I closed my eyes, and I definitely heard Chewie. Yes, that one hundred. <laughs> it's not the voltage; it's the amps. Hey, so were the priest and the nun were they actually not in on it, or were they in on it? I think they were in on it. Okay. I, the the nun. Well, no, seems totally no. Not in I on take it. that back. I think they're fooled by Julio. Yeah. So I think I, I think Julio's the priest might be in on it giving up like Julio's giving a, a good false front about not yeah. being he's a good young boy yeah and it, anyway so we we find out so that of course the the priest and the nun 
the, after the whole chase, you know, why weren't we on those tracks? Now you're going to criticize my driving? <laughs> um, so they get back to the station. They release the priest and the nun, and Danny and Ray are like, Julio's threw, threw us off to try and, you know, make it seem like this was the shipment, but it's not. It really was smuggled in with yours. It still doesn't seem right, and so they, the, the priest and the nun leave after the nun smacks him on the hand with that wrist. Like, yeah. And then as soon as they leave, Danny gets pissed and breaks that one statue, and then I don't know if it's, like, made. It, that's what it's saying. It's so convoluted. They, like, Julio runs like he's the, you know, guiltiest man or whatever, blah, 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 and then they go through the stuff, and it's not in the luggage, but then it's inside the vases or pots but or whatever not like but the it's first but it's like it's like made of yeah because there's sand in the one it's, that yeah is, it's like what is even happening that's there's part, sand on top of the cocaine like that's a little bit of a stretch that's a bad mix it's, it's it's not gonna work out well for you and like really like all the cocaine comes in like that small i mean it's a suitcase full but I, when i hear like a shipment i'm thinking of like tons of yeah. drugs and stuff but really just a suitcase full for but then at the end you see how much he has yeah right when he's dumping it definitely like, seems like yeah where right. did all that come from yeah he had like several bags of it don't think about it too hard right that's that's what i'm saying like it's like nothing's really adding up but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep going with it because yeah. it's entertaining um so after all that they go back to juan to kind of bust his chops like there was a bogus tip and i again just some of the background stuff that guy when they first come in and that guy gets up and just walks out and gregory hines has his badge and he just follows him out the door with it he just holds it at the door like i don't know it just it always cracks me up that is good so they start busting his chops and they're pretending danny pretends to give him a tattoo on his face and <laughs> he gives up another tip saying you know meet at this alley like there's going to be another thing which have these guys not learned their lesson no, obviously not. They're the dumbest cops. They do at least start going, okay, I don't know if we should retire. Maybe this isn't the best time and blah, blah, blah. And that garbage truck comes up. Turns out Juan is driving the garbage How truck. About that? And Julio wants his drugs back. Mm-hmm. And Julio, and again, so you talk about stuff that doesn't add up. There's a line in this that I'm like, that is much smarter way to handle it. So Julio's like, here's a wire transfer for the exact escrow oh, on yeah. your bar. Right. I, I want you guys gone. I'll take my drugs back. That's it. And Billy Crystal's like, you go to that, you know, go to hell. And Gregory Hines, after they after he starts trying to dump the, the car into the, the dump or the back of the dumpster, Gregory Hines like, We should have taken the bribe and then busted him. Yeah. I was like Obviously. Look, why would you not I mean Yeah. That's come like, on, man. <laughs> hello. But I have my favorite part about all this is I never even once complained, even though you owed me ten. You owed me that money. He goes, "You want it now? <laughs> yeah, I want it now." <laughs> Getting smushed and all this, and they That's go th- go through this whole thing. And they end up escaping, and they're you know obviously pissed off. Like, what I owe you ten dollars? <laughs> never said anything. <laughs> so their big plan, instead of looking for Julio, they're going to take Julio's Mercedes yeah, and just go for a spin and pretend to be him. That's right. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Julio's a very popular man. Let's see what kind of music he's got here. Yucka, yucka, yucka. <laughs> this is the song that I, I have heard before on 80s on 8. Yes, right. Um, Man's yep. Size Love by it's Climax. F- no doubt. Great song. Um, and then I <laughs> think that phone call. Hello, Julio. Hey, how are you? <laughs> what? What? Slow down. He's like, tell him I said hi. <laughs> he's very upset. Something about his car was stolen. Yeah. <laughs> 
it gets me every time. And then we got a, we got a great breakdancing scene also. Yes. While they're in this car. And everybody, <laughs> hey, that's Julio's car. We're with Noisebuster. Do you know where the Menudo concert is? <laughs> the whole thing's great. And then the. <laughs> It's stupid because of obviously it's just trying to again get Mary Ann away from her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And I this, don't understand it, but this This seems the worst. Hughes and Costanza don't pay me no more and I'm <laughs> mad. <laughs> Mother. Yeah. He missed a Bible question because he didn't know what Deuteronomy was. <laughs> so that whole thing is just to get Mary Ann's boyfriend arrested. Um, and then Ray goes and picks her up. And then we go back to Danny's place, and we get to see Danny's place, and he and Anna kind of have a fight. Yes. And, again, this whole thing is just... It's like, not its not as bad as the lady screaming, but, like, this whole scene, I'm like... Yeah. I God, I just don't care. She's only getting married because she wants him to be jealous. And it, she's trying to be, like, overcorrect, that term. Like, so you go from Danny, who's very childish and reckless about stuff... To the dentist, who apparently just sounds like a bump on a log. I'll be a dentist. I'm like, okay, so again, this whole argument is just stupid, and they both go back and forth and back. And yeah. Thankfully, she ends up leaving pretty quickly, and it's not that long, but it's like... And getting kidnapped. Uh, yeah. I wrote that note. I was like, man, they need to cut this. And then I was like, oh, now I see. Yeah, now you have an excuse. But we didn't need that long of a scene. We did not. So, they... After Danny finds out, because Julio calls, he goes over to Ray's, and they're, you know, okay, we got to take care of this. We got to bust him. So they set up the arrangement, or set up at a public place, uh, the state building, I think they the call state it. state building, yeah. yeah. So I love it. Which I don't even think is technically a real place. I have no idea. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's not. I think they just... It looks like a mall on the inside. It does. But there's also, like, office cubicles in one spot, too, at one yeah, point. Yeah, it's weird. It's an intro. I would like working at that place, but... I wonder what building that was. Um, so, anyway, they have to get the drugs out from behind lockup. <laughs> you want all of it? Like, hey, I just got to do this. One guy? This guy wants 50 kilos. Where's his a-hole partner? Hmm? <laughs> so, they get the drugs, and they start getting ready, and they're hanging out at the bar. And during all of this... Um, They've kind of left the two rookie cops. They've given them some bad lasers to kind of get them off their tail. So they're pissed, and they're like, what's going on? Like, so this is what I didn't understand. Like, did, they did not summon those cops? No. Okay, so they didn't... I was like... They're pissed because they feel like they're supposed to be getting trained. Yeah, they're not getting, they're not getting trained. And they're withholding stuff. So they just randomly show up at the bar. I think it's weird timing. I think it's probably like common knowledge that they hang out at that bar, so they probably talk to somebody like, yeah, they went to that bar. Well, then I was like, okay, so they... Tricking them into showing up to this, do they want them to follow them? Like, why don't they just ask them to come like back them up? But, but yeah, I don't think they wanted to. Okay. I also think they like partially like didn't want to expose them to what was going to happen. That makes sense. Just in case somebody died because of this. Fair enough. Because it was very personal now for Danny. It's personal. His now. bitter F- ex-wife is no longer with. <laughs> so they get the call to take off. They knock those two out, or they punch him out, and then immediately they get back up and they know if something's going on. So they chase after him again anyway. <laughs> um, go into the building. So Danny walks in the front door, hides the guns in the drug bag. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yep. Even though the people doing the security check need to be docked pay for not looking yeah, further in the not, bag. Yeah, how'd they not pick up on that? And then Gregory Hines... 
<laughs> going in through the window cleaning. Thing, Not, like terrible idea. It's it is a terrible idea. Terrible. It's a cool image. Yeah, I mean it's like cool for a movie, but even like there's times where he's just hanging yeah, freely, like sitting duck. Yeah, yeah. I'm like someone was just gonna shoot this guy. It would, if anybody, <laughs> if a bad guy in a movie could actually aim, yeah, he's toast. Yeah, like that's like a terrible plan, times. Gregory Hines. So. Big shootout, obviously. Um, Great shootout. There's going to be a swap of drugs and, and Anna, but obviously it's a setup. They try to shoot him down. Doesn't work out. Anna's elevator gets stuck. Billy Crystal starts throwing the drugs over the the side, which he has like... It's so like many eight, bags. He has like yeah. eight bags. And big, it's like, big bags. Yeah, like five, ten-pound bags. Full of cocaine, whatever um, it is. I mean, if I'm Julio, though, like I'm pissed, but I'm also like... I mean, I could just go get a vacuum and clean that up, and that's I still got my drugs. I mean, I guess maybe. I mean, I, I mean, I realize it's not the highest quality, but you could still you could still do something with that. It's, yeah, I'm I just mean, saying. Julio needed a better plan. That was just well, Julio, yeah, Julio's not. If you the actually want your drugs, give him the girl. That's like, true. Why? Yeah. Why even? And then shoot them both. There you go. They're sitting in an elevator. Shouldn't be that hard. The the biggest the most ridiculous thing was like. He's like, you're gonna have to jump over to my elevator. And I was like, oh gosh, you have to like, like reach around and like swing around that because that is dangerous. And then it's like, oh no, she just has to go through the set. Like, it's like a step. Yeah, it's like, dude, that's it's nothing. That's not scary at all. No, I thought she's gonna have to like swing around. Yeah, it's definitely played for much more dramatic yeah. effect. And I was like, it's was like, literally oh. the gap between these two it's like, TV dude, my trays. Five year old could do that for visual. My pinky and middle finger can fit between yeah. these two. That was not a high stakes moment. <laughs> at if you all. guys haven't seen the movie, here's a visual for you. <laughs> Hold your hand as wide as you can and measure the distance between yeah. your pinky and thumb. She made it pretty easily. Um, but again, and all, and then all this chaos. The other two show up. The other two cops show up. They get involved, but they're firing just randomly from the ground. Well, at first they're and like wasting confused. bullets. Yeah, at first they're confused because there's guys dressed. Yeah, the as security as... guards have been taken over. That Greg, was smart on yeah. Julio's part. And Greg Hines is like I said, we said sitting duck, hanging from the ceiling. Yells at him. He's yeah. like, shoot him. He's like, so yeah. So at least they that part was kind of good. Like, but they just they do they just like both. There's like one scene yeah, where they're they both like, sh- yeah. Visually, it's cool on film, but they're just shooting back and forth. I'm like, you guys are just rifling through bullets for no reason. It's a great building to have a shootout in. It's it a is huge, like cavernous building with a lot of space. I liked it. So go through all this. They end up taking out pretty much everybody, and then Julio's the last one left. <laughs> False finish. He they looks both, like he's down. They both shoot him. They both shoot him. Do their argument about who shot him. He has quite the dance number two when he gets shot. It's oh, pretty yeah, dramatic. He, and yes, like, it does. <laughs> I got him. Uh, excuse me, sir. I got. Excuse me, officer. I got him from right over here. <laughs> this is just great. You've never missed in your life. Oh, I have missed before, but I hit him. <laughs> and Julio's back up. Yep. But he gets shot again. And he falls down on the escalator. Does that make you nervous when he's laying on the escalator like that? I okay, this is what I wrote. This is I wrote this is the most dangerous stunt in the movie. Yeah. Because it's actually it looks like it's Jimmy Smith's and he's mm-hmm. coming down and his hair's about to get eaten up by the yep. escalator. I mean it looked like he had his hand behind his head a little bit, but still he had longer hair. I'm like Great touch with his foot though on the one step to at the end, just Oh, yeah. Great touch. That was good. Great dead body touch. But yeah, I was like, that was that was risky. Yeah, Jimmy Smith. I, I agree. Things when it rips silent hair killers. Off his head. They are silent killers. It's like you've seen the videos. Like it's, it like rips people's clothes off their body like oh, in yeah. an instant. It's like, oh, dude, yeah. you don't do not want to get. Yeah, you don't play with escalators. You don't want to get anything in no. there, man. But happy ending. Uh, Ray and Danny decide that they're going to stick around after all, and we get the freeze frame. I don't love that ending. 
You don't love that? I idea? want him to go to Key West. I do love the song, though. It's never too late to start. Yep. Rod Tepperton, who actually wrote music for Michael Jackson some, too. I'll be darned. So. I will be darned. Good stuff. The other day, a uh, Beat It came on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nash was like, oh, oh, I know this song. It's Weird Al. I was like, yep, yep, <laughs> sure, sure is. is. Eat it. Eat it. Did you know Eddie Van Halen did the guitar for that song? Yes, I did. I had no idea until like a year ago. I was like... Wait, Beat It. The real version. Yes, sorry, yeah, not yeah, Eat yeah. It. Sorry. Yeah, right. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Should have clarified. I did yeah. not specify. Because he shows up in the video, right? I think so. Yeah. But I yeah, I did he for, does I, the, yeah. for years. I never realized. I don't know why, but... It's awesome. But we're not, ta- we're not here talking about eat it or beat it. We're not. We're here talking about running scared. That's right. That's it, man. So I'm I'm interested to hear your impressions. Final impressions before we do any ratings or anything like that. Yes, sir. Uh, so this is my first full viewing. Mm-hmm. I've seen bits and pieces. Nothing that was like really was like telling me I needed to finish it. So I'm glad I watched it. There were definitely some great funny moments. I'm not a huge Billy Crystal fan. Mm-hmm. I think he's super overrated. Yep. So I don't know. Like I, I liked it. I liked the buddy cap feel of it. I did. I appreciated the relationship between the two caps. I thought they were both pretty good, but I don't know. There's just like something missing. I feel like if I would have seen it a long time ago, I probably would have liked it more and had like the relationship you have it like with your family. Mm-hmm. I probably would have liked it more, but I don't know. It just felt like something was like missing the whole time, but. I mean, it was still entertaining. I definitely didn't hate it or anything like that. Sure. Just, That's what I, mean, I understand. There were definitely like high po- There were high points and there were low points. Sure. Is how I will say it. Um, I obviously, like I said, I love this movie. Um, my personal thoughts, obviously, just the nostalgia part of it for me, I'll, no matter what, I, I watch it through that lens. Like, it's, I have a poster of it on my, on my wall in the basement. Um, if it's ever on when my dad and I are in the same room, like we sit down and watch it. Absolutely love it. I am like you though. I don't really, I'm not a big Billy Crystal fan. Um, Marvelous. I like city slickers was yeah. probably to me like the high point for yeah. him up until city slickers was good. But for some reason, like the combination of him and Gregory Hines, like I, I found that I really like movies when I can tell, even if I'm not a huge fan. Cause like I said, Gregory Hines, I could tell you a handful of things he's been in. Billy Crystal, I, I don't go out of my way to watch anything he's in. But those two clearly like were friends and had oh, yeah. a good time. And Oh, for sure. Their back and forth is amazing. Um, they had great chemistry. Yeah, just some the quotes, the some of the stuff that, that happens in this movie. Like I to this day, I, I quote this movie nonstop. Um, it's definitely, again, it's one of those ones like I wrote down what happens in the movie and then sometimes I'm writing it down. I'm like, okay, that... Now that I'm writing it down and reading it back, I'm like, that's a little bit convoluted, but it's one of those things. Like, I just, I still like, I, I will always view it through rose tinted glasses. I, right. I love it. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a buddy '80s cop movie. There's no, you just watch it. You kind of tune out and like, you, the, there's the good guys. There's the bad guys. This is the way it goes down. And don't question the ending for sure. But I love it. I've, I've always loved it and, and always will love it. And thank you for humoring me for covering it on the show. I want to pay this film one more compliment. Yes. They did a great job of capturing, like, Chicago, the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Great job capturing it. It's a very, like, raw, like, gritty. Um, the beginning of the film, there's a lot of, like, city shots, 
They even have the one where there's just like birds sitting in a tree with like a building behind it. It's like very, like when you go to Chicago, this is what Chicago looks like. I feel like a lot of films nowadays, you know, try to make it, you know, glamorous. These great, yeah, like landscape shots and this, you know, the city skyline. But for whatever reason, this this movie is like, you know, people do like filters and, you know, their pictures and like this, this felt like a real, this felt like you're in Chicago. Like yeah. they did a good job of like setting the scene, I will say. I also have to give credit to. Uh, Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines because there was talk of a sequel. Oh yeah! Very shortly after this, I mean, it, this movie wasn't a flop, but it wasn't like a mega hit either. Right. Um, and so they talked about doing a sequel, and both of them wanted to, but like all the scripts that they gave them, they both were like, "Yeah, this isn't good enough. This isn't worth." So they it's just not up to snuff. They never did a sequel. And I was like, I appreciate that because I think too many times. People just go, oh, yeah, we just need to do a sequel, and they don't think about it. And you get that payday. Yeah, that they did not do that. They both were like, no, no, this is not good enough. I hear you. So They're like, I need to get that Hogan money. That's right. <laughs> that ain't going to work for me, brother. Not this time. All right. Well, you want to you wanna give an MVP? I will. I'll let you go first. No, it's okay. I, I defer you. Okay. to you. This me? is my movie. Okay. I don't know if you're going to like this one. It's okay. I'm giving my MVP award to that little kid that's flipping oh. Gregory Hines the bird. <laughs> I laughed. For so long, I just have I I watched that scene like three times. It has to be I have to give it to that kid. That yeah, kid. That scene's hysterical. The kid was like adorable. Is that also your the, scene you would show? Yes, but at the same time, he was like such a little like turd. Like that kid, without even saying a word, speaking speaking <laughs> with his hands. I'm giving it to that kid. Like just smile on my face. I I totally get that it. That kid's my winner. Um. I went in with the assumption that I could not pick Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines because to me these are this is a co MVP movie, That's hands true. down. I prefer Gregory Hines though. Yes, I do too. But I th- but, but they, I like your yeah your uh, the both of them play well off of each other. Your reasoning is correct. But I I went in going okay well, I'm not going to be able to do that because they're the main characters, so I am going to give it to Joe Pantoliano. Joey Pants. I feel like his brief part of the beginning of the movie is He's very good. memorable and good stuff. <laughs> great character no doubt great scenes just I, I think again we haven't really had a chance to talk about him much in the show but solid solid performance I support it and my scene assuming you're, you're doing the middle finger yeah scene, I'm doing yeah. the kid for sure um, I will do the sweet freedom montage that's a good one too cause great call yeah great stuff that is a really good shit sweet freedom there's a uh I'm pretty sure Billy Crystal makes a Star Wars reference at the beginning, like right before that music kicks in. Yeah, so they, they like, come from a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, yeah, they get there and they're like, what's going on? They are in the music video for that song, too. Are they really? Mm-hmm. It's like scenes from the film? Mm-hmm. No, like they're like Michael McDonald's like playing in a bar and those two are like oh, so they're just lip syncing like... along and just oh, kind of nice. goofing around. So it's on, I think it's, yeah, it's on YouTube. I've, I've seen it Check before. that out. Yeah. It's like the Chevy Chase showing up for the. Yeah, you can call me out. Call me out video. This a, that's a this movie and that song I feel like are slept on way too much. Like I, Sweet Freedom. Sweet Freedom is a great song. I can listen to it anytime. And I, again, I'm not a huge Michael McDonald guy. Okay, okay. Not anymore. <laughs> the bass for regulators. <laughs> How can you not like Michael McDonald? It's not that I don't like him. It's just he's not he's not my favorite. Like I don't mind him. But it's not my cup of tea. It's like Billy Crystal, great. Like none of these people are like people that I would say. Yeah, right. This is my absolute favorite actor or person or musician of all time. But I get it. I'll be damned if sometimes things just don't come together in perfect storm. What if Jerry Reed was in this movie? Oh my gosh, 
I don't even want to think about it. Lord have mercy. He wouldn't fit in, though. What if Jerry Reed was the police sergeant or captain? He wouldn't fit in, though. You can't have a southern police sergeant. Here's the thing, boys. (laughs) True. Very true. Rankings. All right, you ready to give a ranking? I am. I want to hear hear where you're at. All right, I'm locked in. Let's hear it. Sorry to do this to you. You don't have to apologize. But I'm going. This is film number 76. Yes, sir. 76, man. That's crazy. I know. It's a lot of episodes. Let's see. I'm going to go at number 67, Running Scared with a 3.3. So right below Rocky 3 and right above The Fifth Element. That's higher than I thought it would be number for you. Number 67. It's still above Fifth Element, Line of Fire, Stand By Me, Ernest Scared Stupid, which I need to bump Ernest Scared Stupid up. Mortal Kombat, Roger Rabbit, Nightmare on Elm Street, Wild Wild West, and Mars Attacks. i got to tell you, for you having never watched it and not really coming, I, that's not a bad ranking. <clears throat> right next to Rocky Three, that's that's a solid ranking. Yeah, right below Rocky Three. Yeah, sixty-seven. And I too want to say like I didn't like not like it. I oh yeah, still enjoyed okay. it. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm not giving it like a like a you know one point oh or a two point you know, I'm not giving the two point eight like Wild Wild West. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're entitled to your opinion, my friend. That's totally fine. Um, I'm gonna be on the other end of the spectrum here. All right, where are we going? Is, uh, it, is this a perfect film? It is not a perfect film. It is a 6.4, though. Ooh. Under the thing. Under the thing. So you're on top five. Yeah. Oh, running scared top five. I love this movie. What a jump. Peter Himes right now is, That's right. is going crazy. Well represented. Let's see. We should talk about Stay Tuned one time, though. When we have a, a lull in the action. I love Stay Tuned. I think I'm... I'm I think I might have it downstairs. It's I think it's free on YouTube right now. Oh, is it really? Yeah. It was I tried to buy the DVD for like a long time. Cause like they didn't they put out like an initial run and that was it. Mm-hmm. But I think I own it. John Ritter. Fantastic work. R.I.P. You said six point four, right? Six point four. Boom. A shakalaka. And to put into context, that means that movie is ahead of Tombstone, Beverly Hills Cop, Big Lebowski, Big Lebowski. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Wayne's World, and Back to the Future for me. You, what a eclectic top ten. Big Trouble in Little China, Batman, Ghostbusters, The Thing, Running Scared, Tombstone, Beverly Hills Cop, Big Lebowski, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Wayne's World. Actually, it's, there's, you got some pretty big blockbusters on there. But I actually recently... Running Scared, though, definitely. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the outcast. It's your asterisk. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Now you said you had something picked out for our next show. I got a movie ready to go. Yes. I was just like looking at movies the other day, Mm -hmm. and I just stumbled across this. I feel like it's hard sometimes we don't have something in mind and we just pick something randomly. But this one, just scrolling through, it's on HBO Max. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I would just love to see this. I haven't seen it in, gosh, how old am I? You know, thirty years probably. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, with uh, Kristen Stewart and uh, Donald Sutherland? Donald Sutherland and Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson, not Stewart, sorry. And Luke Perry. Dude, I watched this randomly. David Arquette. Late like late in the summer last year. I haven't seen it in forever. Oh, man, and I just, great like, call. I saw it and I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to, I like, like this when I was a little kid. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman's in it, right? Hillary Swank. There's a Rutger, ton of people. Yeah, there's a ton of people that ended up kind of blowing ben up. Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck's in this. He's, oh my god, I don't remember that. He is like one of the jock, like 
I, I'm man. I let me double great. check. I'm pretty sure. Don't it's like, you know? Don't even check it out. I just let's just let's <laughs> let's right. leave. I'm, I want to be surprised. Okay, fair enough. But I'm, I believe you. But yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Man, great call. The I, movie, not the Sarah Michelle Geller show. I literally, like I said, I just randomly one day was like, I really want to watch this just to see if it holds up or if I remember anything. Yeah. So great call, good call, man. Let's do it. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Keep listening. Keep sending us notes, texts, emails. Case. Oh, man. What, what was that? Uh, <laughs> email us, cashandhightower at gmail.com. All that good stuff. And uh, keep on listening. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for humoring me, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And we'll be seeing you real soon. Next time. Later. Bye.